that's an example of collaboration. Other people have come on the platform and, and that, have, that have maybe been listening and looking for uh, publishers, because I also have publishers that come on the platform or booksellers as well. And they've been connected, they've got connected with a bookseller and, and purchased books they've connected. So McConnell Sankova, it's a pleasure to have you on the um, Jude Token podcast. Thanks for, thanks for Julius for inviting me onto your podcast. I'm really happy to be speaking to you today. Yeah, no, it's a pleasure to have you on. McConnell is someone that I know from university um, where we met and we've basically been friends and kept in touch basically ever since. So I'm really excited to have him on Jude Token podcast. And I was really happy for you to come on, actually, because I know you've got really some interesting stories and to share to us. So, Makanan Sankova, is it possible if you can basically introduce yourself and tell us what you do for a living, please? Yeah, so as, as Julius already said, I'm Makanan Sankova. And um, yeah, it's quite a while ago now at university. I think it was, was yeah. like 18, 19, 20 years old. You get yeah. me? Um, we've got on a bit now. I mean, I'm 31 now, so <laughs> it's a little while ago. Um, but yeah, since then, obviously, I've, I've gone on to do a lot of things. And what I actually do at the moment for a living is I've got a, um, I've got, well, first of all, I've got two books that I've written. So I've got um, my book, The Rise of Rastafari, Resistance, Redemption and Repatriation, which came out in 2019. And I've just released a revised edition of the book. And I've also got my second book called Life in Gambia, The Smiling Coast of Africa. And um, both of those books are, I mean, what I do as, a, as an author, um, The Rise of Rastafari, both of the books have been best-selling books. Uh, the Rise of Rastafari gives an overview about the history, the principles of the, the Rastafari movement and tackles some of the misconceptions that, that uh, people have about Rastafari and give more of a clarification on what it is. And Life in Gambia, the Smiling Coast of Africa, pretty self-explanatory. Um, it talks about, you know, life in Gambia, but particularly my life in Gambia and my experiences. I am living in the Gambia at the moment. I've lived here, uh, I've been here since uh, January, but also I lived here in 2019 for six months. So that book, uh, this book, Life in Gambia, it talks about, you know, what how I found uh, the Gambia, being someone you know, of African heritage, born in the uh, in the diaspora. I've got African and Caribbean in, in terms of my parents, and you know what, how I felt coming to to Africa. Uh, neither of my parents are from the Gambia, but you know, as as another black person, how I felt by coming here, how I was received by the people. I went to you know, naming ceremonies, weddings, and um, you know, it's a bit of a personal memoirs of my own journey, but also as a bit part guide as well, because it also has a lot of information um, for people that might want to come to the Gambia. Um, it, it, it definitely gives them a, a good insight into the country, or for people who just want to know more about the smiling coast of Africa. And what I do, um, as well as being an author, is I've got a platform called The Black Book Show, where I promote authors, black authors, or mix and mixed authors, and um, there's two elements of the platform. The first one is the uh, the webinar, which is a virtual book tour. And that um, is every single month. And every single month, it's normally done online via Zoom. 
and I have authors from all over the world that come onto the platform. So I've had over 150 authors um, that have been on the wow. platform and, it, and it's been running for over, well, it's been running for two years now. Yeah. And I have had authors from Africa, the Caribbean, Europe, Australia, Canada, um, and probably other places that I haven't mentioned. So it's, uh, it's I've, I've had people come on and say, they didn't even know that there was black authors in Ireland because I've had black authors in Ireland that have come on the platform. Uh, but yeah, so it's an international platform um, and the show lasts three hours. It's normally on the last Sunday every single month. And authors, they come on the show and they get a certain amount of time to speak about their books. Normally it's about 15 minutes. And it's for the author to really promote their book and tell us uh, the people that are the people in the audience, you know, what more about their journey and the information behind the book, why they've written a book, and to provide a space for people to where they can actually find out more uh, about books written by black authors because there's so many books. And something that by having this platform, I realized that there's so many books written by, you know, black authors or mixed authors. And people need to be more aware of these books. And, and we're living in a time now of technology where you can just go on a, on a you know, on a, on a few, you know, clicks on a, on a laptop or on your phone. Um, you can just touch a few buttons, go on Amazon or go on a website, etc., or check on Facebook and find out about these books. So there's really no excuse now. Previously, you know, there's been some obstacles in terms of getting books, maybe because people had to go down the traditional publishing route. And maybe for black for black authors, there were certain obstacles and barriers getting in certain bookstores and certain places. But now a lot of those barriers are, are, are some of them are still there, but it's, it's lessened in terms of the effect that we can have as black authors, because now we don't have to rely on a lot of going into these bookstores or going into these places. We can market. We've got platforms like my platform, The Black Book Show, which market books by black authors. And these books are a lot more accessible to us. So we're not as reliant in, in going to various different places and, and relying on traditional publishing contracts. A lot of people self-publish their books. Um, and so my platform provides that space for people to find out more um, by black authors. And these are authors that have written about a mixture of different genres. So it's not just, for example, black history, it's, it's culture, it's fiction, um, non-fiction are people talk about relationships, finance, children's books. So we cover a wide variety of different genres and we have a variety of different authors. So some people have been award-winning authors, some have been best-selling authors, some have been you know, new authors that are just releasable or just about to release a book. So um, yeah, that's the, the platform in terms of the, uh, the virtual book tour. Now, I also have another platform, which is a radio show. And the radio show that I do broadcast bi-weekly, I'm on two stations, I'm on Galaxy Radio, uh, galaxyafui.net and Luton Urban Radio. Uh, with Galaxy Radio that runs every other Saturday and Luton Urban Radio that is every other Monday. And with those two stations, again, it, it, it's still under the same brand name, The Black Book Show, but that the radio show, it also promotes black authors. The difference between the uh, virtual book tour, the radio show, with the radio show, I do uh, an in-depth interview with the author. With the virtual book tour, it's 15 minutes for the author to do like a presentation of themselves or just you know, to speak about their book 15 minutes. So I don't really ask questions, but with yeah. the um, the uh, radio show, I do like a 30 minute or it can be 60 minute, 45 minutes, depending on how the flow of the interview goes. But that's like a special feature interview that gets put on the on, on, on the radio show. And that's all part of you know, the book business. I also do uh, courses for um, where I um, show people how they can um, self-publish or how they can market a book because a big part of the, the journey there's three journeys in, in book. There's, all, there's the writing, the publishing, 
and the marketing. So even if you've written a book, if it's not marketed, you will still struggle with sales. So a lot of people have written books, but they don't really help marketing the book and, and getting it out there. So I provide courses for marketing and also for self-publishing. A lot of people need advice on how to publish a book. So I also provide that kind of that mentoring in those courses as well. Okay, that's fantastic. Wow. That's a lot there, man. You, you're, you're a busy man. So, you, you know, you've got your books, you've got your shows. So great. So we're going to move on to the next bit of the podcast. Um, so do token story. McCannon, take it away. Yeah, so I guess I'm going to talk about an opportunity that I would like to share. So um, leading on from, you know, the what, what I mentioned earlier, I mean, as uh, the Black Book Show, that's certainly an opportunity I'd like to share because I'm looking for authors to come on the, the platform. So, I mean, if you're listening to this and you've written a book and you're a Black or you're a mixed author, um, you know, you can always, you can reach out to me and um, the, I, where I can explain more about, you know, the opportunity, but it's a great way to um, to market your book to an international audience and also um, to, to network as well. So, I mean, the opportunity um, that happens, whether you're interested in, you know, what the virtual book tour, the radio show, if you're or in, interested in both opportunities, um, that's something that is available to um, black authors. And it's, as I said, it's, it's not just authors in UK, it can be authors in USA, Africa, the Caribbean. Um, so it's open to authors um, worldwide. So definitely reach out to McCunnan if you're interested, if you're an author. Um, his details will be, well, it will definitely be connected on the podcast, so you can definitely reach out to him. So yeah, so this sort of smoothly leads me on to what your plans are for the future and where do you see yourself in five years' time, McKinnon? Okay, now is, is that a, uh, a business question or what I'm doing, a personal question, or could it be a bit of both? It could be a bit of both, yeah. It's your time to shine, whatever you like, man. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so let me say what my, you know, um, in terms of like my work and business aspirations will be, and then I'll talk more about my personal kind of life so yeah in yeah in the next five years in terms of the platforms i've got the black book show i'd like to, to continue to grow so it's been running for two years now as i mentioned earlier yeah. and it's growing from step to step but i just want to you not know, scale it up and you know to take it to the next level um in terms of the platform i've had over 150 offers on so far but you know in five years time um you know that that number should vastly increase um into five years, I'm thinking possibly even around a thousand authors would have come on the platform maybe by 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 that time or between 500 and a thousand anyway, authors would have come on the platform. And um, in terms of, you know what, uh, the uh, audience as well, I would love to get, you know, inc even increased audience numbers and to, to keep getting authors from uh, different parts of the world to come onto the platform. And what with the authors that come on the platform, I do have a lot of authors, particularly from the United States of America and um, authors from UK, as I mentioned, other parts of the world. But I would like to also expand by getting, you know, a lot more authors from, you know, the continent and the Caribbean and different parts of, of, of the world. As, as I do have, I have had authors from those places that come on, but I would like to have even more. Um, and it to, to, so um, that would be, you know, where I would, see myself in terms of still definitely continuing doing this um i would have ri written more books by that time so uh, i've got a few books that i'm writing in the pipeline 
and um, you know continuing continuing with my uh, courses, particularly marketing and self publishing. Um, it will be a continuation of that. So in essence, it will be still continuing with the Black Book Show, but just you know taking it to a higher level. I don't want to give speak too much. I don't want to give away you know all my <laughs> my plans of what I want to do, all the books that are coming out, you know, so yeah. that I can get copied. But that 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 would be the, the short answer. Um, yeah. In terms in terms of my personal life, um, I am I mean I've relocated here to the Gambia, which is called the Smiling Coast of Africa, and. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it would be definitely to, to maintain to still be on the African continent. Whether I would still be in the Gambia in five years, I don't know, to be honest, because I still kind of want to travel. As much as I do like the Gambia, the people are very friendly and I feel at home here and I'm very settled here. And it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful place. It's got nice weather. And yeah, there's so many good things about the Gambia. Um, again, it's got a community feel. It's, it's a small country. It's only about like 2 million or 2.5 million. It's a small country. But I like the certain way how it's going uh, everyone knows each other. It's got a community kind of feel to it. Strong, the family's got strong family values, and um, so there's many elements of the, of the country that I run. But I would like, possibly, like to also explore and experience um, other African countries, or at least another African country, because I've only been to the Gambia so far. So, and I, and I think that would as well linking that into my business that would possibly help my business as well by um, also going into another African country to tap into the market in that country or African countries in general. Um, and I'd like possibly like to do, yeah, it'd be more events in those countries as well and linking authors of the diaspora to, to the continent. And um, yeah, that, those are just my my futures. I mean, I'm, st- I'm starting to get along with 31 now. So maybe obviously five years time, find a, find a wife and settle down have kids. Maybe that could be in, in, in the pipeline as well. Exactly. Fam- having a family. Yeah, that's, that's definitely, yeah, that can be incorporated into your plans as well. Definitely, 100%. No reason why that can't happen, <laughs> you know. You know, like, so yeah, so you do have an opportunity that you like to promote a bit more. You've mentioned the like the books and stuff. Do you, do you want to sort of sort of put more emphasis on that in terms of you know on this section or the pod just to you know talk about it a bit more? Yeah, let me just briefly just elaborate on it more. So I've already explained uh, the virtual book tour and uh, the radio show, and yeah. what I, why I think it's uh, important for authors. Um, I think or it well what it does do uh is it does provide you know a space uh as well as you know the opportunity to sell so one of the benefits of going onto the platform is you know is the chance and the opportunity to sell more books so people listening uh to the black book show um, or watching it via zoom or listening to the radio show even a virtual book on a radio show the element is that you've got an audience of you know of, of people that are watching or listening to, uh, particularly say for example if you're in, in say USA and you know a lot of people are listening in the UK because um, most of the shows I said there's a mixture of the, the webinar between UK and USA. Most of the listeners at the radio are you are in, in the UK, but it gives you that um, as an author the opportunity to tap into a market that you would not have necessarily had access to or people that. Um, would not necessarily come across your book any other way, um, you know, across the waters, so to speak, uh, in, in other parts of the world or in other countries. And that doesn't have to be UK. It could be your author in USA and it's giving you a market in the Caribbean. It could be your author in, in, in Africa and it's giving you a market in Canada or Australia. So I think the essence and the importance of it is for uh, us, and I always say this to authors, to not just see yourself as, you know, as an author, 
in that country that you're in, as it's just a UK author or your author in America, because there's so many more people over the world. The great thing about having my book, uh, both of my books, but, but I would say, particularly my book, The Rise of Rastafari, Resistance, Redemption, and Repatriation, this is on Amazon, it's got 81 reviews, and this has been able to go to, you know, all corners, there's so many different places in the world, in different countries that are getting contacted to me. And about the book, people in Africa, in Caribbean, in USA, in different places, and just got really put the book out there. And what I would say, particularly if you're an author listening to this and you're a black, a black author in UK, if you have written a, a book, for example, I have people in my book, it doesn't have to be, your book, it doesn't have to be marketed exclusively to just black people as well. That's very important. It can just be a book, a book for everyone to read, but you're, you're just maybe an author that's black, yeah. But um, my particular book is of an audience catered towards black people, yeah. Now, if you have written a book like, and your main audience target market is, 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 is black people, don't limit yourself just to people in, say, the UK, because in the UK, black people are only a tiny percent of the general population. In certain areas, like maybe in London, like certain places, like, you know, Lewisham and, and certain other areas, there's higher percentages of, of, of black people, but it still doesn't make up the vast majority. Yeah, it's, it's around 50% at best, yeah. And where you're looking at is, in England, a very small amount of the population is, is, is um is black people and you're probably looking at maybe something like two three percent of the population i, I don't say i'm 100 correct on the statistics but i think it's a roughly around that two three percent of the population um which may be a, a very tiny minute amount of the population in england so um which maybe come up to you know a couple of million or a few million people so if you're then just and targeting just the black people, you're over, uh, in the UK, you're then limiting yourself to just that selected few million or few percentage of black people in the UK. Whereas if you know what you're looking at, you're seeing yourself as an international author, you can then tap into a market, say USA, which has got you know a lot more black people in the USA than is in, in is in the UK. You've got black people in Brazil, you've got you know on a continent in the Caribbean. So your market goes from you know, a couple million or a few million people to a much more bigger million, uh, to a much more bigger uh, market where you can say, you know, you've got millions and millions of people um, yeah. who's your population or billions of black people and that is your population in the world. So you've got a much bigger market. So that's what one advice I would have. And, and obviously the platform, linking it in with my kind of platform, it, it, it helps people to get out there um, to get out their book and, and exposure to people that are living in other parts of the world. And also, um, it's a great networking opportunity because people that have come on my platform have then gone on to do other things and, and collaborations with other people that have been on the platform. So I've had someone come on like, um, my platform. Uh, shout out to Tulu A Academy. He's a, he's a, a Nigerian like yourself, Julius. He's, um, oh, okay. he's one of the sponsor, monthly sponsors of the Black Books webinar. And he's um, got a company called the Roaring Night in Newcastle. He's an author and a publisher. But he came on as, and, and the first when he spoke, came onto the webinar, he met a, a, another lady that I introduced him to was also an, on my virtual book tour. And um, I then introduced them to each other. And then he, she's in USA, he's in UK. He was uh, then selected as a board member to be part of her organization. Yeah, so that's an example of collaboration. I've had people that have come on the platform and, and that, have, that have maybe been listening and looking for um, publishers because I also have publishers that come on the platform or booksellers as well. 
and they've been connected. They've got connected with a bookseller and, and purchased books. They've connected with a publisher, uh, Marcia M. Spence, who's been on my platform. She's had a, a publishing contract off the back of coming on my show where someone then saw her at, on my platform and then spoken to her about publishing a book and she's went on to publish the book for that person. So um, other people that have gone on to be on my platform and then I've gone on to other people that have got other you know, podcasts, other platforms that they've got to promote black authors. So yeah. it's it's really a great way to to network in and you know find books by black authors, but also for those who might be interested in you know where they can get a publisher, um, where they can get illustrator, you know where they can get you know uh, help from somebody who's running a course on marketing. It's it's really a platform for people that are in the book the book industry in general, and it can provide you know um, if people that are looking for services, it can also provide that. Um, uh, people that are in that field that can help them and also as I mentioned for authors if you are a publisher if you are a, a bookstore if you are you know do culture or mentoring we also are looking for you on the platform as well as long as they you know authors black authors or mixed authors also people that offer those services are welcome on the platform as well so please do reach out to me um, Julius will put the details in the podcast um, but you know I'm, I'm happy for also for you to contact me on whatsapp so you know my whatsapp number is plus four four seven nine four three one seven eight double one seven okay and that is plus four four seven nine four three one seven eight double one seven there you go you know see he's open for you to contact him directly as well so like that surprised me as well i wasn't expecting that i thought he was just gonna it was just the social media handle but he's giving you the contact details so there you go have it to, you know grab that opportunity so yeah mccannon uh the last part of the podcast is basically the do token uh role so this is where you can sort of throw something in that basically irritates you so what would you say irritates you mccannon I want to say two things. I want to say one thing personally that irritates me about myself, and then one thing that irritates me about you know people, um, particularly what I do. So let me start with the one on people actually, because it links into kind of what I've been talking about. You know, the, the black book show, my business, and then I'll talk about my personal what, irrit- what irritates me. So I would say what irritates me a lot, um, some well sometimes with businesses, if someone is going to say they're going to do something, I really like them to do something like. If someone says, like, for example, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna pay for service on this day, um, and let's say if you told me Jewish, you're gonna pay for something next week, Monday, um, and we made that verbal agreement, I expect you to make the payment next week, Monday. What I don't like sometimes, a few times I get with some authors, and I've spoken to other people in the industry, like publishers and other people um, that do similar things that offer services to me, and they also experience this sometimes with, with, with black people and, and people that are aspiring authors, is that. Yeah, when it comes to, you know, sometimes if someone's telling you, yeah, I'm going to pay for this time, respect people's time and respect, you know, an agreement that you've made for someone. So if you're going to say you're going to pay, for example, sometimes I've had examples of people that have said, you know, like a common platform, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I've got to that got to that day, say a week or two weeks, and then whatever reasons come up and they're going to say, oh, um, can we can I put it onto another day? Or for example, for whatever reason it is, whatever excuse it is, they can't make the payment where... Yeah. People need to also respect that it's like a business. It's people that are running a business. is like, it's not some uh, as well. And that's what I think sometimes our people don't fully understand and think people think that just because you're doing a service to help people in the community, that it should be free. And that's that that pisses me off with a lot of our people as well because our people need to come out of that mindset just because you're doing great work. So people, people still need to eat the other day. People still need to like make, um, pay their bills and et cetera. So 
we we have that kind of complexity in that movie. It's like, so what, everyone has got to work, to work for a white man to make their money. And this is the problem. You say that we're not black people. We want to be independent. We want to do this, that, and the other. But then we have to support ourselves when initiatives come through. We can't be expecting, you know, for government or, or, or other people to then, you know, chip in money to, to do things which are which are supporting our community. And this goes beyond just my platform, but it goes for, you know, black the, um, black people in general as a, as a community. So... That, that that's really I think I think two things I mentioned that's frustrating is that when people say they've agreed to do something um, and it's not even so much because of the money thing but it's just the thing of that you've made an agreement to do something it's, it's a personal thing that um, that is like for example that, that you've made an agreement with and someone going back on their word so I really don't like that and then also um, like I mentioned we saw um, the element that we have in the, in, in the community you know, when people are doing you know progressive things that we all a lot of times we just think that things should be Free and me, I've been an activist since I was 23. Yeah, doing a lot of activity, community work. I've given a lot of my time and dedication and done research to do stuff in the community. And what I what I find is that yeah, a lot a lot of it is like the demand when I put on certain you know shows and certain events, for example, is that a lot of the work you do or the events you do is like people don't understand how much you know effort and time and and sometimes it's what it's the time you know it's almost like the time and labor for example that you may have spent you know so many hours and so much work and effort that you put in towards making it an, an event or making putting on the course or making something happen yeah and that's what i think that our people have got a very narrow mindset it's like for example if it comes to do with um you know like building or no, no one will say, for example, you know, can you build my house for free? Yeah. Or, you know, can you design this computer software for free? And what I find is particularly in like kind of like uh, media industry, like when you're doing like journalist work and it's stuff to do with media, it yeah. comes a lot of times people want, you know, to look to free. Oh, can you do this video recording for me? Or can you, you know, write article or this stuff and like that? When, instead of respecting that, you know, that's actually something that you've got a skill. And that's actually also a job element as well that, that needs to be paid for. So that would be... Just without going too much in depth, more into it. I think you've got the just the gist of what, I was, what, I'm, what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, about myself now, I would say what irritates me about my myself is um, I'm, I'm a bit too much of a perfectionist. I've got OCD, so sometimes, um, and, I've, and I try to find ways to get out of it. It's like when I go oh, when I look at doing things, it's like I have to go over doing it again and again just to make yeah. sure it's, it's correct, done in the right way. Or, yeah. And sometimes even like with like doing processes and like when that like comes to like writing my books or when marketing or doing, doing anything, it can be anything in life, for example. Yeah. I'm always like, you know what, having to like recheck, re-go over things, mm. make sure this and yeah, that that is something that very irritates me about myself that I really want to um yeah, yeah. want to change or overcome that <laughs> that yeah. um, that OCD that I have. Yeah, do you know what? I'm actually quite on that note, like I'm actually quite similar in terms of when I do something like I I want to I'm, I'm a bit of a perfectionist as well actually because I, I want to double check to make sure everything's fine and even when I submit something so for example funny enough doing a podcast like I make sure I sort of re-watch it make sure there's nothing mistakes or anything wrong you know otherwise I'm gonna have to redo it again and stuff like that so yeah I love things that are perfect you know like in one go but at the same time, I do sort of rewatch it or double check it to make sure it's all good. And then <laughs> the bit about when you were saying about, obviously, when people don't stick to their word verbally to pay something or expect things for free. I, you know, I've, I've had experience of, of that as well, like probably in a marketing sense when I was trying to get people on. Well, basically looking for people that were interested in property, you know, 
you know, and then towards then me presenting it, they see that there's a sign up fee and it's like, you know, come on, not everything's for free. And then in school, when <laughs> it was the famous, can you borrow me one pound? You know, <laughs> so, you know, when people ask me for one pound and said, I'll pay you back, I'll pay you back. You give them the one pound and then it's like, you know, they don't pay you back the one pound. And this was one pound back in the day, like secondary school. So, yeah, it's quite interesting, man. Yeah, no, no, that that's good ones. That's really good ones. So, yeah, I can't complain with those. So, yeah. I just want to add as well, because you see, this is an interesting topic now, because when things are free as well, a lot of times people don't value things. Yeah. Mm. And also when things are somewhere free, it, it, it necessarily it doesn't mean you're going to get the right quality. So you can pay for someone to do something or you can get something done for free. Yeah. So also you have to re- realize, you know, whether you're after like, a quality service or what is your after because you know any events like if, if, and this could go just outside of what I do it could just be in general for example you know what you could be going to uh, a festival or an event some are free and some you know you have to pay to get into or uh, you, it could be you know some uh, you know any kind of event it could that, that that happens and some the one that you pay for you know what you might get a VIP access to this you might get this you might be but some other benefits that you might not get at a free event or the event that's free for example it might be free but it's not done on the same kind of level as an event that you pay for. So that's something as well. I mean, if we can't be as authors, and this is what I want to say to you, like we cannot just be authors as, and, and we're poor authors like this. Like we are like, for example, we need to have a big part of being an author is marketing. So you should have really have a budget to market. Yeah. If you don't have a budget to market your book, don't, don't write books. Yeah. <laughs> like, like literally, if you, if you, if, to be honest, a lot of people shouldn't write books if, you're not, if, you, if you can't pay, if you cannot really put things together to market book because you won't unless you're going for a traditional publisher route generally yeah. you're not going to sell a lot of the books mm-hmm. like the average mm-hmm. author only sells about 300 copies of their book i sold a lot more my book but and i'm just saying what the example is 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 the average and you know what if you don't have like little money i'm not talking about big money here but if you don't even have like money aside or little money you know to invest in that like, a little book tour here or a little like speaking engagement here or you know a little this and that a little that on the other but again i think that goes into the process of a lot of people just write a book and think they're going to become a bestseller overnight and they don't realize you know what it entails and, and what goes into you know being an author and marketing is the essential part because you can read the best book in the world if mm. your book is not marketed properly it won't get out to the people you need to get out for yeah. out to and it won't make an impact yeah no no that's that's yeah that that's a really really good point it's almost as if like before you start starting any business or any marketing business or etc you, you've got to have the budget to back you you know you can't just just do something on the whim and think yep you're going to be successful overnight there's a work that behind it that you need to put into it so okay so i think we'll come to the end of the podcast and we've learned a lot and we've heard a lot makanan thank you for your time it was a pleasure to have you on the uh, G Token podcast. Pleasure to have you on. So we've learned a lot. And to the audience, thank you for listening. Or if you're watching via YouTube or any other social platform, thank you for watching. Thank you.